Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi everyone and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and I'm joined today by Shannon who is a professional nanny and sleep coach. Shannon, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Thank you Melissa for having me. I'm so glad to be here and talk to an actual adult who isn't, you know, my husband or, you know, a fictional <laughs> character on the TV. So I just wanted to get right into it. I understand obviously that you're a professional nanny and a sleep coach. How long was you a nanny and a sleep coach before you actually became a mom? So I was a sleep coach and a, well, I was a nanny first, basically. Mm-hmm. I basically started nannying when I was in college because I couldn't get a regular, you know, like a regular job that would fit my, you know, school schedule. It was always changing. Um, and, you know, nobody wanted to deal with that. But nannying worked perfectly. Um, so I became a nanny. I actually wanted to get my doctorate in physical therapy, got really, really sick and realized, okay, I couldn't, you know, be get my doctorate. I really love nannying. So, okay, I'm going to be a career nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, From that point on, for like the next decade, it was how many certifications can I get? How many classes can I take? How many trainings? Um, I'm here in the San Francisco Bay Area, so it's a lot of different views. Parents want a lot of different things. Um, The more things I could add to my resume, the more appealing I made myself to these families. Uh, Because of my background in um, motor development and kinesiology, I worked a lot with special needs families. Right. Uh, families with allergies because that's ultimately what was making me sick we found out I had celiac disease and just was really allergic to wheat and gluten um and so I basically became a career nanny and and did that for uh 10 years uh we were told I couldn't get pregnant so I had made my peace with myself that nanny right. was gonna give me that kid fix um and then uh I got really, really sick again. And they're like, oh no, it's your illness. And we're like, no, this, I just, I don't feel right. And we actually went in for an ultrasound because they had started to look at intestines and look at my levels and actually look if it was something, you know, in my autoimmune disease category. And there was this little thing waving at us. And we're like, uh, oh, that's so oh, sweet. Okay. Like, okay, pivot. Um, I was <laughs> at that point, like, uh, almost three or four months along. So I was already kind of sped into it. Um, we had found out at that point, I had extreme morning sickness. That was right. what was make sure perfect. You know, coming from my perspective, I thought like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, the beautiful skin and everything's going to be perfect. No, I was hooked up to an IV and I had the worst acne, like worse than I had from a teenager perspective. Like it was just, I was miserable and it was kind of like, it was kind of sad, but I knew at the same time, like, okay, this is our miracle baby. Just be happy with the moment. Let's just get through, get to the finish line. Um, and then we got to the finish line and they kind of told me, Oh, you're going to be a scheduled C-section. You're super, super small. There's no way, especially with all your other conditions. And my daughter came a week early. My water broke at 2 AM and she arrived at 4 AM. I had her within two hours. I I slept through my labor, but she broke my tailbone on the way out. So it was kind of like a rough and traumatic labor. And it was a lot to process, but yeah, Going into this parenting, you know, like venture while I was pregnant, everyone's like, oh, you've got this handled. You're a nanny. You have all this childcare experience. This is going to be a piece of cake. 
And then I had my daughter and I ate a lot of humble pie because I thought, you know, I thought the same thing. Oh, this childhood care experience is going to do me good. It did. It made me less shell-shocked through transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I struggled like every other parent out there um, at the end of the day. Um, right. It, it, I just had more tools in my back pocket to use. Right. So basically the experience was pretty much like same as any 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 other mother that would be transitioning to parenthood. The it's just that obviously you you were a nanny, so you have experience of being around children. So I could just imagine as well, because obviously you've had such a you had a rough pregnancy. So it must have been really like shock, even to find out that you were having a baby in the first place, to to then like, oh my God, okay, so I've got now a transition from being a nanny into I'm actually gonna be a mum. Um, to a little human well it was it was shell shock to me it was shell shock to a lot of the families that I nannied for um for some family it was like oh my gosh we're so excited for you because some of the families I'd been with at a decade with that point um they were so excited they were ready like Shannon come back with the baby like we had we had we were starting to make plans other (laughs) families it was like this is very inconvenient for me and I'm like uh well all right I guess we're not going to be coming back to you when I have her you know like and unfortunately, that's just at the end of the day, I am a personal child care, you know, I'm coming into your home. And if that's not what you want, then, uh-huh. you you know, that's your right to I, I completely understand. Um, but it was it, it was a transition. I think it was night like four or five. It finally hit me that like it was my own kid, somebody else, you know, like I was always waiting for mom and dad to come home and be like, right. leave me for the day. There was no checking out. I was on. Um, right. You know, it was me and my husband. We had our daughter in the middle of flu season. This was, I mean, right before COVID hit and locked down. Um, so we were already on caution. Not many people were coming into our house. We didn't really have very much help. And then, um, yeah, we had her in October and in lock, we were in lockdown by March. Seriously, obviously you handled it well. One of the things I did want to touch on as well, obviously become, coming from right. a professional right. background, what, was, what has the journey been like becoming a you've learned um becoming like a first-time mom I think the most important thing that I've learned is just giving myself grace um not only that but just realizing sometimes that it comes down to your perspective um we think you know as a mom we read all this literature like oh we're supposed to do this we're supposed to do that and our baby comes out and we're reading textbooks kind of hit me at the four month sleep regression um, when I'm ripping my hair out because my kid is, you know, not sleeping properly. And I must, you know, I'm trained in all this. I've had the years and experience. You right. know, I'm feeling like a failure as a mother, a right. nanny, a sleep consultant, professional, <laughs> everything. Right. Um, in retro, in retrospect, I got a four month sleep regression and then two, two teeth popping in right after it. So I ended up with just a long month of hell. Right. Um, it's not, it wasn't my daughter. It was me. It was my perspective and my standards and my expectations. And just by releasing these expectations and being in the moment, um, that was the biggest thing I've learned this year is just, just surrender to the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that being able to have your own experience with your, your own daughter has improved, like how you consult in terms of 
being a sleep coach like having your own experiences oh, made, made you a bit better before I was the nanny who would just tell the mom you know this is what you have to do it's xyz and you know they would kind of look at me with tears in their eyes you know like mm-hmm. okay I'll try and do it and you know I had been trained in everything from crying it out to gentle parenting I you know we would try to go with what the parents wanted but sometimes the parents were being forced into one way you know grandma and grandpa's telling them you got to do this way best friend is telling them this is the way and the only way to go. Um, No one was telling them that there are other options. And that was what I learned is that there are other options. Anybody who's selling you that, you know, this is a cookie cutter technique and isn't Mm -hmm. in in getting your input of what your child is like, um, is just is just looking for money out of you. Um, My theory now is it's sleep technique is not a cookie cutter. It's making a pie. You have to take in all, you know, incorporate your feeling with your child, take your spices, which are the different techniques and put it in the oven for the correct time and, and, and just figure out what works. What was parenting like during the the lockdown period for you as a first time mom? Um, What was it like? The good and the bad. Bad has just been the fact that there has been no support, especially going into the new mom world. You know, everybody talks about, oh, there's a village, there's a village. Um, To learn, one, that the village is shut off because you can't go out. Um, But then to learn the lesson that, you know, unfortunately you learn that the the village doesn't just come and appear. Uh, You you have to handpick your village. Um, That was one of the lessons I've also learned this year. And, but it was just the loneliness and not being able to connect. And um, I had a lot of friends who had babies the same age and nanny friends who had, you know, nanny kids the same age. Um, And so being cut off from even just working with my kids, I mean, it was kind of soul crushing there for a little while. Um, But on the flip side, I, 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 once we got locked down, my email started flooding with parents who were, didn't know what to do. Uh, How do we do childcare? What are our options? Can we even hire a nanny? Do I need to change my nanny's contract? Shannon, what do we do? Um, So that kind of came, gave me kind of like this hope of, okay, pivot. Um, I can't go back out and work as a nanny. I can work at home with my daughter and do zoom calls, help parents out um, and help nannies out. And and have this one-on-one time with my daughter. And that's the biggest thing my husband's been saying. He goes, I would have been at the office this whole time, um, getting videos of her walking, getting videos of her saying these words. And instead I've gotten to be right here and be a, a, a team partner, you know, with you. Uh, we joke that it's a WWE tag team match here. Um, <laughs> you don't listen to anybody else who's not living in your house 24 yeah. seven with you and your kids. Yeah, whatever works. for. I think that's been one of the things in lockdown that a lot of parents have said is like, they've managed to spend a lot of quality time with their kids. I definitely feel like obviously, as a new parent, I could just only but imagine how lonely it would have been in lockdown. I think becoming a new parent anyway could be quite lonely, especially if number one, it's your first time. Leap regression, I didn't even know that was a thing when I became um, yeah. a mum. Um, and then I know that I, I've, I've heard of subjects come up of like co-sleeping and all of those. Unfortunately, we've had like two different things here. We have, you know, with the lockdown, a lot of resources have been taken away from moms. You know, we talk about the pregnancy, we get seen, like you know, every few weeks and the baby 
gets checked. And then after we have the baby, I mean, it's six week check and we'll see you later. Uh, for a lot of us moms who are having COVID babies during this time, uh, the six week checkup is getting shorter. It's either, you know, most of it is now virtual because they don't want you in the office, you right. know, um, trying to get a mental health appointment is like ripping out teeth. Um, because it's just, everybody needs to talk to a professional and then trying to find a professional who's, you know, specializing in postpartum or who understands birth and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's really, really hard. So then these moms are resulting to going to social media and getting the courage to ask up on boards, Hey, I'm stuck in a rock between a hard place. I don't know where to ask. Can you please help me? And either they get ripped alive or they get slewed with 90 million opinions and they can't really figure out which way to go. Right, right. And do you think as like becoming a new mom, don't you think that there's like a lot of judgment in general? It is. I saw it before as a nanny and now even as a parent, I think it just makes me more angry because in here's the thing. You can scroll past it. If you're not going to comment anything productive, then why even bother? Like all you're doing is making that mom feel like crap. Can we just all agree that we're all on the same parenting ship and it's happy hour and we all need tequila? <laughs> like we're all on the same boat. We don't need to have a contest of who has it harder. It should be, let's have some empathy and Hey, can I help you out? Or here's some suggestions that I think might help. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I've always had the opinion of here's my advice. You can take it or leave it. Right. You know, I, I think just like nannying pediatricians, your sleep consultant, um, you know, everybody in life, if you don't vibe with the person you're working with, why are you working with them and paying them? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I have a four-year-old son who I have been co-sleeping with for the majority of his life. Now I've made the decision that as of next year, especially since the whole COVID happened, that I'm going to transition him into his own bed in his own room. Would you suggest in that sort of transition a four-year-old into sleeping independently? The best advice, especially in that kind of situation, is make him a part of all the decisions that go into, you know, um, I, I know most parents already have a bed and everything kind of set up in their new rooms, but if you haven't had a bed set up, let them kind of help, you know, make decisions on what kind of bed, what kind of sheets, Um, I know some parents want to have some control, but let them have some choice because then they feel safer in that area. We forget that their room is their only safe little fishbowl in life. Um, And so if we can make that as safe and as happy and as comforting for them, they're going to be successful. And it can be as small as, you know, dinosaur sheets, Um, you know, having a race car bed was a thing for my brother. Um, You know, it's, it's to each their own, but give their, you know, give them some kind of say and say, okay, we're going to start doing this on this day and set ground rules and talk about expectations and rules. You know, you can come and get mommy and talk, you know, and we can go back, but we're going to go back to bed. Um, And just once again, have realistic expectations. A lot of moms are like, oh, I'm going to cold turkey and it's going to be done in seven days. Um, Not every child responds to that kind of stuff. And some of these things can take close to a month to transition. It's kind of like getting them off the bottle or getting them off the binky. You know, know, it's just like all those other transitions, getting them to stop sucking their thumb. It's going to take time. The more we force it, 
the more it's going to backfire on us. So if we just let them go at their pace and let them express, especially at you're at an age where they can express themselves. If it was, you know, it's harder when all they can do is yell at you right. um, and scream at you. And I think that's why we get so frustrated in that newborn toddler phase is because all they know how to do is yell at us and we can't you know, have the right word for that emotion. But you have to kind of include him in it. Okay. If you can make it to Friday and sleep in your own bed, then we'll have ice, you know, ice cream after dinner or, you know, movie night or, you know, then when they're kind of in control of the option, it makes them willing to do it. Whereas if we're forcing them, when have you ever wanted to do something forced to do you know exactly does Um, and and I it also I think kind of in we forget it also kind of seems scary you know like uh, this is a new situation like any new situation in life it's going to be scary and especially in that situation your his fishbowl has been your bed and uh, you just are transplanting him into a new (laughs) fishbowl right which also leads me to ask what would you what would be the best advice that you could give other mothers just in general I said it earlier, but just give yourself grace. The only person who is eating you alive 95% of the time is you. It's so wired that productivity means worth and that if we're not productive, we're not being worthy. Um, And that just has to stop. You know, you can, you are perfect if you sit on the couch and snuggle with your kid for the day, like everything in moderation, um, especially in times of COVID right now, um, we're not going to be sitting in front of the TV all day. So if they're sitting TV right now, it's okay. Um, Whatever it takes to make your family survive this time and makes you guys happy is what matters. Nobody else's opinion should matter. And if you're commenting and being that jerk, stop being that jerk. Don't comment and be, you know, unless you've got something productive, stop wasting your time. Yeah, I agree with that. Completely 100% agree with that. Not everything fits every child. Every child is kind of new, unique. Every parent in style is new, unique and different. And what you may do in your home may not be what I do in my home. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just what fits um, yeah, our kids. That's, it's 100% true. And I think at the end of the day, we need to remember that uh, we're all on the same boat. We're all trying to survive have more empathy and have more grace for people. And I find that the parents who are being raw and real with you and being honest and telling you, yeah, I love my kids to death. I would take a bullet for them any single day, but they're driving me up the damn wall um, are my kind of people um, because they're the kind of people who are going to give me, you know, advice and not judge me. Um, The people who are sugarcoating it and telling me that, you know, parenting is just so wonderful and and Instagram perfect. Yeah. um, They're full of it. And, (laughs) you know, I tell a lot of moms, they're like, but so-and-so does this and they just look so, and they have four kids and da-da-da. I'm like, they have a team. They have a marketing person. Somebody's taking these photos all day and they're spreading it out over a, you know, like there's a whole business to this. So stop Stop holding yourself to that standard um, because 99% of those times, those people are sitting in their jammies, not, you know, like the rest of us. Um, So like I said, comparison is half, half of the evil here. Um, If we would just all be more honest and real and um, shared what worked on social media instead of ripping moms apart, 
um, I think the world would kind of be a better place. For me, I don't know so much for you as a new mom, but especially when I became a new mom, like social media used to be like my enemy. It's like I used to see all these perfect tidy houses and these kids that just seem so well behaved. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Like, I can't seem to keep my house tidy for that long duration of time. And my kid has a meltdown every other day. And like, it's actually just not realistic. And I definitely agree with you. I love your honesty. I think it's definitely important to share the real aspect of being a parent and the real aspect of yeah it is wonderful there are times when it's a little rough (laughs) um the sea gets rough I fell down the same hole. I mean, I would look at, you know, I've run a whole nother business on top of my childcare coaching. Um, And so I would look at all these other people and I'd be like, oh my God, they have a kid and they're running their business and making six figures and they're going on vacation and they don't look like a troll every day on Instagram stories. Um, I, I got down that hole. Um, And at the end of the day, I think the lockdown has done a good job of of its priorities. What matters to you and your family? Uh What, what matters? Does your kid matter? Uh, If you really, really sit and narrow it down, it comes down to your kids, your, your partner, usually your family um, and keeping a roof over your head and being happy. You know Um, it's not um, Instagram numbers and having a perfect house or any of that kind of crap. Um, it's just, it's materialistic. And I, once again, if moms would realize it's just a business, it's, it's a business, right? That's all it is, right? There's no, there's no, yes, there are some who are real and are giving their hearts and soul. Yes. I, I, but there's others that we are looking up to. It's just like the Hollywood. It's just a lesser, it's at a lesser we think it's at, oh, they're not the same. It's the same exact thing. Right. And I, I have to agree as well. I personally feel there's, I haven't found a lot of mothers that give the realistic um, journey of being a mum. hence no. why I wanted to create this platform for without the judgment so obviously mothers can feel comfortable to be real but um I don't think there's a lot out there that's really just being honest I really can be quite a dangerous thing to have as an ideal to be a mother because it's not real at all that I made friends with on social media that I have you know in the last year are all like you know they're they're other writer writer moms you know professionally I'm growing you Mm. know because I'm now finding moms professionally like I'm like oh now we can connect getting on a zoom call you know then knowing on the other end that it's a mom who understands that their kid is screaming in the background or hey can you give me 10 minutes because you know I'm cleaning out you know explosive, you know, explosive everything, you know, um, those are the kind of people we need more in life because just as we sort of wrap this up, I would like you to speak to our mommy warriors listeners and just let them know what you're offering, um, for the mothers and a little bit more about what they offer. If you head over to my website, which is also our family website, the viparolas.com and go to my coaching page, I currently offer 30 minute free consultations for all new clients. And when you 
book your consult with me, if you mention the Mummy Warriors podcast, I will bump up your session to 45 minutes. We can chat about childcare, hiring a nanny, parenting, sleep issues. It's your time to ask and pick my brain. There's no such thing as a stupid question. I'm here to help, not judge. My main goal of every session is to find solutions to your family's problems in a way that works best for your family and for you to walk away with a little less stress about your current situation. All these details will be at the bottom in the description of this podcast. Again, Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm Like I said, I'm so glad to connect with another real mom. Um, and what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I think we need to have more real moms out there who are willing to share their story and um, make us feel like we aren't alone. Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mummy Warriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website, www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next week.